Welcome to Faith to Faith Broadcast. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to bring your word. I pray that everyone that can hear me will be a partaker of this truth and will not just be a hearer of these things but it becomes a part of the person's life let everyone come into the knowledge of the truth in Jesus most precious name and let people say amen amen, amen. alright you know um, we've been talking about authority hallelujah uh, we started from um, the first week, and we were talking about how the scripture in Ephesians 4.12 talked about what the fivefold ministries are for. He said, for the equipping of the saints. Reading the New King James Version, alright? He said, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And then we looked at it. What does the saint need to be equipped with? And we talked about three things. Identity. Everybody say Identity. The saint needs to be equipped with his identity. He has to have the knowledge of his identity. We went for that talk about the fact that the saint also needs to be equipped with the knowledge of his authority. And then with the knowledge of his ability. So on Sunday we began to talk about authority and equipping you with the knowledge of authority. We were able to lay the grounds from John chapter 1 verse 12. Let's look at amplified version of John 1 12. In John chapter 1 verse 12 we're looking at the scripture... And he said there, I said amplified, amplified, amplified. John 1.12. Listen. But to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the authority, power, privilege, rights to become the children of God. That is to those who believe in, adhere to trust in, and rely on his name. So he talked about what he did for those that believed in him hallelujah those that received him he gave them authority he gave them a a a a right glory to god i will try to give some definitions i won't go back there listen to the message now but we the scripture is describing you is that not so have you received him have you received him then he has given you authority hallelujah he's giving you authority we went for that to establish that he said all authority, not some authority, not few, not many. He said all authority, amen, has been given. We established that. Now, I will just talk a little more along these lines. You see, when you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, just like a child gets born into the world and has to be trained the believer in Christ also has to be trained in life in the Spirit. He has to be trained in righteousness. He has to be trained to recognize his authority and how to function in it. You know, one of the challenges we have as leaders and pastors is when you have people, let me use coin a word, that are untrainable. Are you understanding me? Are we together? 
you know, if you can't train someone, then you can't, you can't, they cannot become what they should be. Of course, you know the popular scripture in Proverbs 22, right? It was talking about, he said, verse 6, he said, train up a child, then he said, in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not. That means that the future of the child is dependent on the training. Am I communicating? The future of the believer is also dependent on training. Amen. Your future in Christ is dependent on training. The training that the Spirit of God gives to you, that training the Spirit of God gives to you, He gives it to you through gifts of men. Amen. Through gifts of men. Through associations. But most of the time, some people don't yield themselves to the training of the spirits. In book of Hebrews 5.12, King James Version, he said, For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again. Amen. Again. He used the language again. Hallelujah. You have need that one teach you again. That means you were taught before. Why are they teaching you again? You didn't get it the first time. Amen. And what are they teaching you? The first principles of the oracles of God. It means that in the things of the Spirit, there's a training that the Christian has to submit himself to. Do you know there are some believers that they still don't remember when they have projects to pray. They only pray when they have challenge or the project has failed. That's when they say, ah, okay, we need to pray. He did it, the, the training to learn that whatever you want to do. You know the scripture, Proverbs 3, was talking about it. He said, um, 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 what, how does it put now? Uh, in all your ways acknowledge Him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your understanding. Five, six, seven. Lean not on your understanding. In all your ways. That simple principle. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not unto thy own understanding. They say, in all your ways acknowledge Him. And He will direct your paths. Now, that scripture is explaining to you that this is how to live. So you have to be trained that way. But you know, if you have not been trained, what happens is that you have a project, you jump in first. You follow, you follow what it looks like. You follow the appearance of men. You see, you can choose to function like Lot or to function like Abraham. Amen. Am I communicating? I said you can choose to function like Lot or to function like who? Abraham. Glory to God. Abraham, we could see that Abraham, he heard from God. Now, the Lord had said unto Abraham, Genesis 12, 1, Get out of your country, out of your kingdom, to a land I will show. Abraham moved. It was leading. Amen? It was leading. He followed. The Bible said, Lot joined himself, glory to God, to Abraham. Now, but when the headsmen of Lot and the headsmen of Abraham had a misunderstanding, they were striving... Abraham said, look, we are brethren. We shouldn't be going this way. You choose one path. Again, we saw Lot. Lot looked around. The Bible says when he looked and saw it was green, it looked like it will walk. The Bible didn't say he prayed. Amen. The Bible didn't say he sought the Lord. Glory to God. He just made a decision. Listen, a lot of Christians have to learn how to live the spirit-led life. Amen. That is what we're talking about. So you submit to the training of the Spirit. 
So, okay, now, um, after this um, uh, pandemic, okay, you must, as you're in the, in the midst of it now, a new business idea is coming to your heart. A new business idea is coming to your heart. Okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to... Have you prayed it through? Glory to God. You've written and filled the book. The Holy Ghost doesn't know what you're writing. Amen. Have you prayed it through? What about those that start relationships? They never prayed it through. Glory to God. That means that there is a training that is absent. So anytime you come to that place, because the training is absent, you will do the same thing again. Glory to God. You do the same thing. You do the same thing. Do you know there are some people that don't even know? <laughs> I think it was in Timothy, he was saying something. He said, we should know how to behave ourselves in the church, which is the pillar and ground of truth. We call it the church. He said, he was writing to them that they should know how to behave themselves. That means that that way of even relating with brethren in church, there's a training. Glory to God. You have to be trained. The Bible talks about the fruit of the Spirit. That's the character of the new creation. Say with me, say the fruit of the Spirit is the character of the new creation. Say it again, the fruit of the Spirit is the character of the new creation. Did you get what I just said? Yeah. So what's the character of the new creation? The fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, temperance. That's the character of the, of the new creation. And so if you don't submit yourself to the training of the Spirit, you'll find out that you have been in school for six years, but you are still in primary one in the Spirit. Amen. Glory to God. You know, one of the first things the teacher child, when the child is growing up, after he says daddy, mommy, is to know his name. Is to know his name. The child has to start recognizing his name. If, because, imagine if you have a child that is four years old and he doesn't still know his name. Is that not a problem? By the time children are even up to, before they get to a year, when you call their name, they turn. Are you understanding me? Because anytime you are around them, you call that name, it registers that you are talking about them. Are you with me? Are you with me? Alright? So, Whatever you call the baby, by time, I don't know the exact month, but I know that before they are one, they start responding to the name. Glory to God. They start responding to the name. That means identity is important. Glory to God. So you are training the child to know he is the one you call Philip. Glory to God. Philip is not everybody, he's you. Glory to God. So he responds, identity. In Christ Jesus, you have to be taught who you are. Amen. But now, they are trying to teach you who you are. You will not settle down and learn who you are. Imagine that you re enrolled to, be, to do a course in engineering, but you were never in class. After five years, will you be an engineer? No, you will only be someone that was admitted for engineering, but never became an engineer. Amen. That's how believers enroll. Listen, when you get born again, Listen to me. God enrolls you for training immediately. Are we together? He enrolls you for training immediately. It could be in a school you don't like. Amen. Are we together? What is important is not the school. What is important is what the Spirit of God wants to teach you. What He wants to teach you is more important than the environment. That's why some of those wisdom quotes that people quote that are not in Scripture. Amen. 
The Bible talks about being spoiled by vain philosophy and traditions of men. It means that there are some, 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 some what do you call them? Quotable quotes <laughs> that are unscriptural. Go where you are celebrated, not where you are tolerated. My brother, Jesus was where he was tolerated. Amen. His place of his destiny in, in, in Israel, was he was tolerated. Amen. For the joy that was set before him, he endured. That he was, are you understanding me? So forget all the, when they give you all those wisdom keys, now check whether it lines up with scripture. Scripture is superior to any beautiful quote. Scripture is superior to any rhyme. Amen. No matter how the words rhyme. If it's not lining up with scripture, it doesn't rhyme for your spirit. Amen. So, you submit yourself to the training of the Spirit. And, you see, the Spirit of God puts you on a program. You might not know what it is, because He doesn't come and announce to you that, okay, now, I'm putting you on a humility program. Oh, I'm putting you on a love program. I'm putting you on discipline program. He doesn't announce it to you. But when it is done, He'll give you a certification. Amen. You will know that, oh, okay, okay, okay. That's what the Spirit of God was doing in my life. Okay, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. Glory to God. Are we together? But you know what happens to a lot of Christians sometimes? They never submit to that training. I've heard people, you know, I've shared this before about a, a, a university lecturer of mine when I was in university. He just always, you know, he had many spiritual questions to ask. And rather than just humble himself and go and learn the thing, he'll be harassing, I mean, students. Are you understanding me? Come, pastor, pastor, come, 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 explain this in the Bible now. I will not, uh, you, you will not pass my course if you don't explain this thing. Do they still threaten someone to bless somebody? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> now, so, but there's something he used to say to me. He complained about a particular church at that time. It was a church in the city, a great church in the city. And many people were in that church and their lives were being transformed. And he, was, he kept asking me, he said, why am I the only one that is in that church and I'm not getting blessed? The answer I wanted me to give him will make that. He will mark me wrong. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know. So, but he was, he was a friend anyway. And so he always asked me, so tell me, Pastor, why, what is the reason? Now, you see, I've pastored and I've seen that. The same question is asking. People can be in the greatest church and be asking the same question. Praise the Lord. Are you listening to me? Listen, it's good to be in a great church. It's good to sit under a great anointing. It's good to have a gifted leader. But you know something? If you're not following, the gifting won't mean anything. The greatness of the church won't mean anything. Are you understanding me? It won't mean anything. It won't make any difference. It is as good as you not being anywhere. Amen. Did you get what I just said? Let's use this illustration. Here we are. Let me first use this one. Moses comes to the children of Israel and says that God told me that I should get you guys out of Egypt and take you to the promised land. Okay. Then remember the night of Passover, Exodus 12, 13, 14. They sit down there and then he tells them, Everybody! Kill a lamb. Now, remember, they've never done that before. Remember that 
that exercise has never been in the practice, even before they came into Egypt. And they came into Egypt 400 years ago. So, their father's father did not tell them that. Glory to God. Then Moses just appears and says, I am the one that God sent to deliver you. They say, eh, where were you since? Then he says, okay, this is the strategy. God said, everyone, tonight, take a lamb, a male lamb, slay it, and then put the blood on your door post and on the lintel. Could you, do you know that it is likely, we don't have that information, that some Israelites did not do it. So, what? Blood. First of all, lamb. You know what it is for a slave to get a lamb? Amen. Maybe they have to buy it. Are we together? Then after buying it, they will kill it and use the blood. I don't understand. What is, what is this? So, someone might have had an excuse not to do it. Then someone has to say, well, are we eating the lamb? Say, okay, no problem now. We'll let us use as an opportunity to eat. Okay? They say, but I'm not doing that blood thing. I'm not doing that blood thing. I'll just eat. You can have different members of the church. Amen. Analyzing it from different angles. Am I communicating? But that was the instruction of the Spirit given to Moses. God didn't speak to all of them. God didn't talk to all of them in the night. Say, anything Moses said. No, 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 no. God spoke to one man, Moses. You choose to believe or not to believe. Simple. All right. Then, the master put in the... He said, tonight is the Passover night. What if some Israelites... It doesn't matter whether you are Jewish or not. If the blood was not on your door, that angel of death will come in and take your own first son. Amen? Am I communicating? In the same way, the scripture did not say only the Israelites. If you were a... You are an Egyptian. And you took your first child into a room where the blood was on the door. He will not die. Are you listening to me? That's the same reason why sometimes unbelievers will come to a church and receive a blessing and the member of the church is not receiving the blessing. Amen. Same thing. Then let's imagine that Sina says, Get up your loins. Because he told them that while you are eating, as you are eating, dress up like someone that is going. That means wear your dress up, wear your shoes, and so put, hold your staff in your hand like you are going to travel. You know, that's the step of faith. It's like the way we take communion and start acting what we're believing for as we're taking the communion. Are you understanding me? So here, they are with staff in their hand. That's, that's, are you saying that we're leaving this place? Yes. And then the next day, they start marching out of the place. And nobody's stopping them. They walk, 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 walk to the city gate. Let's assume there's a city gate. Nobody's stopping them. They come out from the gate, nobody's stopping them. Now, I can imagine that there are some Israelites that will say, don't deceive yourself. Where are you going to? Me, I'm not going anywhere. What if the Jew didn't follow them? Have you ever thought of that? Now, amongst all of you listening to me on social media, are you sure you're not one of those that will not have left Egypt? Because you don't really believe. Let them go first. I will see whether it is working. Am I communicating? What I'm trying to share with you is to make you understand something. 
that even if you are in a great church, it's just like right now in Rennes Assembly, the Spirit of God told us something about this pandemic. The instructions are very clear. He said, lead the people that have committed to your trust across. And then he has given us what to do. Now you can imagine that someone is a church member. He's not joining the prayer meetings online. Amen. You are not connecting with the service online. How are you following what we are doing? It doesn't then, whatever we are talking about doesn't cover you. Amen. No matter how we try, we can't help you. Am I communicating? You know, some people assume that. Let me explain, let me explain something to you. It is good to be connected to people that are called of God. And I'm talking about people that hold or stand in the fivefold. It's wonderful. But don't ever make the mistake of being connected and not followed. What makes you secure is not that you are following a man of God. It's that you are following the message that God is giving him. If you, have, you can follow him everywhere, if you are not following what God is saying to him, you are not following any man of God. If you say, uh, the man of God say, we are fasting, you will not fast. But, Lay hands on me. Oh, speak a word. <laughs> no, no. If you say we are fasting, by fasting, it's better than him speaking a word into your life. Amen. You say, oh, today, sure, today, nobody, <laughs> you know, there was, um, I won't mention the name, but there was uh, a minister in this country that was praying. And years ago, this was years ago, he came and gathered all his pastors. And then he said to them, this was years ago, he said, the Spirit of God told me that we shouldn't fly throughout this year. Everywhere we're going to within the country, we should go by road. It didn't look nice. It was stress. And in that ministry, they move around a lot. Then all the Sosoliso, Bellevue, aircraft started happening. None of the pastors died. Amen. But imagine a pastor say, ah, now wow. But that's what the Spirit of God told him. Am I communicating? He didn't tell him to announce to the whole world. He told him to tell his pastors. Am I communicating? So he told them, don't fly this season. Just anywhere you're going, go by road. Am I communicating? So, if you, are, if you belong to a church, it's not about, ah, if I have a problem, I can call, I have my, my, the one dial, the man of God will pick. You know, he cannot see my call and not pick it. You know, there's some people that just brag in those kind of things. Listen, sometimes it's not because they didn't want to pick your call. It might just happen that the phone was switched off. Amen. It can happen that there was no network. You know, Satan knows how to set up. Are you understanding me? You know, he has been here before your father was born. Amen. That day is the day that only on your streets there is no, the, the network is not going. But you know something? How God works? If you are in a church, you are in a Renaissance assembly, follow the message. Amen. The power, <laughs> the security is in the message. So, it's in the course of the message, we will come and announce that we are fasting. We are praying. When you get home today, just praise the Lord. And then you do it. If you are not doing it, you are not following. Hear me clearly. You are not following. In Hebrews 13, let's look at verse 16 and then 17. 17 is my focus, but let's look at 16. Hebrews 13. Amen. I'm really off my message. Amen. But let's just land. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Alright? He says, so don't forget that. Then, let's look at verse 17 clearly. Read with me. 
Obey them that have the rule over you. And submit yourselves. For they watch for your souls as they that must give account. That they may do it with what? With joy and not with grief. For that is unprofitable for you. It's, this thing was written before my father and mother met. Are you understand what I'm saying? So it, it, it's not a personal scripture. It's a scripture that was here before I was born. It is unprofitable for you. It means that there is something and a role that that plays in your life. Help me tell somebody, be trainable. Amen. Okay, if you're alone at home, just say, I, I, I submit to be trainable. Amen. You know, I was talking to someone one time and I said, it was someone that comes to church or anyway, a church person. And I said to the person, I said, don't be a high maintenance member. You know what high maintenance? It's actually a pastor friend of ours that I won't mention his name. My wife knows the person. So he was talking about, um, he was the first person that used the word, you know, and we laughed about it. So he was teasing my wife and talking about she, she was looking good and all that and all that and all that. So I can't remember what happened. So he now said, ah, his wife doesn't care about all these things. Amen. That his wife is a low maintenance wife. Amen. <laughs> she doesn't care about anything. Are you understanding me? And that when he wanted to get married, he didn't want, how did he put it? He said he didn't want a wife. Uh, he didn't want a fantastic wife. He didn't want uh, this. He, didn't want, he just wanted a woman that would give him peace of mind. Amen. <laughs> so we're laughing about it. But brethren, you need a spouse that gives you what? Peace of mind. Amen. You can have tall, dark, and handsome, but every time he gives you elbow. Even in your dream, he's beating you. You wake up shouting, Ah! Then you can marry Miss Galaxy. <laughs> You know what Miss Galaxy is? It's not Miss World, though. <laughs> that means that other creatures outside of this world, they contested with her. She won them. Amen. <laughs> Miss Galaxy. <laughs> but because of Miss Galaxy, you will die at 29. You marry 28. You die at 29. Because she will send you out of the galaxy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Alright, back to what I'm saying. So don't be a high maintenance church member. You know high maintenance? If they want to tell you to come and do training, they have to make special arrangements to tell you. Because they don't know what will annoy you. Usher cannot even tell you where to sit. As you're coming, hello, here, see this. You just see your face. You are coming like a Mack truck that is going to run down anything that stops in your, stands in your way. Usher cannot tell you where to sit. Somebody cannot even tell you, oh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, they, even in church, you are worshipping. They want to tell you that your armpits, your shirt is torn. As they tap you, say, look, look, don't disturb my worship. Sir, 
There's a hole on your armpit. Everybody around you have to walk on their toes. If you are such a believer, today, repent. Amen. Because nobody can help you like that. So anywhere you go, nobody can help you. Everybody has to walk on their toes. Somebody is supposed to come and tell you something. They are, they are doing something in church. Are you telling me, well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Um, the children, they are doing something. The children are going to be doing something on social media. They say, okay, um, brother A, please inform all the parents. They inform all the parents. When they want to inform me, he has to wear his tie very well. Then I say, um, should I inform that, that brother? They are asking whether they should inform you. Then they have to have a special meeting. To decide on how to inform you. You have become an enemy of the cross. Amen. That's what it is. Amen. Yeah. Listen. You know, even Jesus was approachable. Glory to God. You are not, you know, you know, there are some people that are in a church. But even the pastor of the church is more approachable than them. Glory to God. So don't be a high maintenance member. It makes you untrainable. You can't be trained. You can't be taught the word of God. Every meeting they schedule, you cannot be there. How can you grow? I remember the testimony a man shared. He's an older minister. He said he was pastoring a church, you know, and a wonderful church at that time. All right, it looked like a wonderful church, you know, and all that. So one day, church closed. And as the service closed, he has some kind of people that are high class people in the society that attend his church. You know, they have wonderful cars, fantastic vehicles, you know. And so when the church closed and all of them were going home, as he was just sitting now, um, watching them as they were going, was happy about the members, then his spiritual eyes just opened. He was not praying. His spiritual eyes just opened. As he saw them going towards their car, all the men were all wearing pampas. And going, all the people that were going to the car were wearing pampas. And going to the car. So there was this. So the Lord said, this is how they are in the spirit. All of them are babies. There's no mature person in this church. Of course, he will be crying. Amen. And you know why there's no mature person? Because they never submit to be trained. Glory to God. They never submit to be trained. See, the, the cause that God planned for John the Baptist was different from the cause that he planned for others. John the Baptist had to be trained and he was in the wilderness. The Bible says he was in the wilderness till the showing forth. He was in the desert till the day of his showing forth. Luke 1 says so. He was in the desert until the day of his showing forth. What if he came out before the day of his showing forth? He'll be John. Some of them, some of the, he'll be John D. But not the Baptist. Amen. Something will be incomplete about him. Are we together? Something will be complete about him. Lift your hand say in the name of Jesus. Walk in me. Both to will. And to do of your good pleasure. In this season. Of the lockdown. I submit myself. To be trained by you. To be raised by you. In Jesus name. Now let me say this to you. You can be born again for 22 years, but be a two-year-old in the Spirit. 
Do you know who is an elder in the body of Christ? An elder in the body of Christ is not someone that is old in Christ. An elder in the body of Christ, the scripture tells us about the elder. Should I show you an elder? James chapter 5. Amen. Let's look at verse 14. Let me show you an elder in the body of Christ. The qualifications for eldership in the body of Christ. James 5.14. Let's read together. I want to go. If any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. Just add verse 15. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. If he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. An elder is someone that can meet the sick and raise him up. Amen. If you cannot raise up the sick man from his bed, you are not an elder. It doesn't matter how many gray hair you have on your head. You are not an elder in the spirit. Amen. The elder is the one that when someone is sick and dying, they can call him. Amen. And because he is trained in the things of the spirit, he can raise that one up. Glory to God. So in essence, an elder is someone that another believer can depend on with his life. Amen. Am I communicating? That's eldership in the spirit. Say, eh, no, praise the Lord. If there's anything the Lord call me, ah, but all these things demon possess, please don't call me. You are not an elder in the spirit. No, no, no. You should submit to tra- be trained so that they can call you for those kind of things. If we hear that a brother in church is in coma. Oh, in the midst of this corona issue now, there's a brother in church, he's in coma. Who are the people they would think of calling? Would they think of calling you? So, we need to pray for so-so brother. Oh, something happened. Oh, brother had a problem. So-so happened to him. Oh, his sister had a problem. So-so happened to her. Would they call you? Papa Hagen talked about a group of women in his church when he was pastoring many years ago. I think it was in the 40s or early 50s. I'm not sure now. Late 40s or thereabout. He said he had this group of women. He said one thing for sure is that they knew how to pray. Any crisis situation, just get the women there. He said they, they didn't know much about faith and all of that. All they knew, was they called it praying down the power. Are you understanding me? All they knew is they would surround the sick person and pray. Until either God meet them or the person meet God, but something must, there must be a meeting there. Am I communicating? That's how those kind of things don't happen by you dodging meetings, by you not attending the meetings that will help you learn. Am I communicating? A lot of people missed the opportunities to be trained. So the thing you would have learned, you have still not learned it. A cockroach is flying in your house because of that you don't sleep in that part of the house. And you say you're a member of Renaissance Assembly. Damn sure. We're standing and sure. Standing and sure. Uh, I was there even before the, uh, the pastor even came. I was in the church, then Pastor Devina met me in the church. <laughs> but you cannot cast out devils, you can't heal the sick. Amen. You can't get fulfilled with the Holy Spirit. But you see someone that can heal the sick and get fulfilled with the Holy Spirit, you are still pushing their head. Because you have been in Christ for long. <laughs> Please be in Christ for short and be able to heal the sick. 
cast out devils. Amen. Amen. Am I communicating? So be trainable. That's the point I'm making. Be trainable. Be trainable. You know, that's people that come to church sometimes. It, it surprises me that some of the believers, when they go out in the world, they submit to whatever conditions they are put through. You see a believer go to an office, and then they say, um, please, everybody, drop your phone. Drop your phone. They don't, have you seen Christians in an embassy that are going to look for visa? <laughs> At least I, I go to the British Embassy. We are the ones that when we go to British Embassy, we just walk and enter. Are you understanding me? Then you see Nigerians, they'll be greeting you. Hey, okay. <laughs> you know, you see them, you know. You see how humble they are. When they say, sit here, you sit. You see him outside shouting at other people. When he enters the place, the people that are even directing him there, they are just embassy staff. They have no say. <laughs> they don't have no say in whether he will get the visa or not. But just because they are staff, he will obey everything they say. They say, um, I think some of you should move this way. Where? Here? Uh, I, see, I sit here. So, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, so just tell me exactly where to sit. Uh, me, I don't like problems. <laughs> That same guy now that is behaving like that in the embassy, he will come to church, the house of God. Or shall say, excuse me, please, that way. Say, look, look, look. We'll be looking at somebody before we are telling us we have to sit. Are you understanding me? It means that you, something is wrong. We've been in places like that. And then someone is passing. They say, well, that guy is the... Assistant, something, something, something. Then, then he will pass again. You see, they'll be standing up to greet him. Good day, sir. <laughs> In case he has something to do with the destiny of their passport. Good day, sir. Then you come to church. And they say, oh, the pastor, the man who goes going off stage, all of us are supposed to stand up and say, why? Why? <laughs> why didn't you ask why, dear? They, they shouldn't even give you scripture. That's how we do it here. Amen. Simple. Hello? I've met people that in church, they don't want to follow what they're telling them in church, but they want everybody to follow what, tell, what they want in their own office. Have you met people like that? You know that some people that went in their office, if you're coming to their office, you have to feel from before you enter their office. Hello? But if they say outside church, now please write your name before you come in. They say, why? <laughs> but why are you doing this in your office? Amen. Why, excuse me, sir. Why are you doing it in your office? Say, well, that's the protocol in my office. Say, that's the protocol in our church. Amen. Same thing. Listen to me. If there's anywhere you should honor protocol, is in the place where it's a spiritual place. Are you understanding me? If you can honor protocol in an official setting, let it not be that it's in the church or in this place of the spirit you can't honor protocol. So you come to church, they say, let's lift our hands and worship the Lord. That's when your hand is in your pocket. Worship is worship. Whether my hand is in my pocket or it's in the air, worship is worship. <laughs> no. Well, let's all rise and just thank the Lord today. 
say, I feel like sitting down. No, don't feel like sitting down. Learn to be like a child. Amen. Let me explain something about meekness. Everybody say meekness. Meekness is the quality of being trainable by the Spirit. It's a quality of spirit. You are trainable. You are trainable. Look at James chapter 1 verse 21. I don't know if that would be my last scripture. James 1.21. Let me show you something. James 1.21. I hope uh, that, that verse will, will, will do the justice there. Yeah. He said, let's read together. I want to go. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive how? With meekness. The engrafted one which is able to save your souls. Some believers don't receive. They receive the word with pride. Glory to God. You know, there's... I, I, I was not raised that way. But I've been around people that are trained in pomposity. You know what God trained in pomposity? They are trained in pomposity. Pomposity is just natural. <laughs> okay, you are in a party. They are serving, people are serving food and drink. They come and say, oh, okay. You know, it's just a small place. They're giving snack, take away and drink. They, they gave the man food and drink. So, um, 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 drop it somewhere, drop it somewhere, just drop it. You see, there's nowhere to drop it. You are sitting on a chair, there's no table, nothing. There's nowhere to drop it. So, um, uh, just drop it somewhere. Say, okay, I should drop it on the floor. Ah, can you drop my food on the floor? Okay, where will I drop it? I, I don't understand what I'm saying. Where, the person is wondering, where, where, where will I drop it? Uh, um, hold it first, hold it. I say, I'm serving everybody. <laughs> You understand me? I'm serving everybody. Is that you hold it? Ask who he is. The person sitting beside him is higher in society than say, bring it, I will hold it for him. Say, okay, okay, hold it for me. That's a man, if they don't give him food, he will go home and curse the people. In the name of Olua. <laughs> he will go and curse them. But humility, collect, you need the food. Collect the food. Is that type we say it in wrong English? You are priding. Listen to me. In the things of the Spirit, the road is the road of humility. There's a difference between being rude and being bold. See, the scripture talks about boldness. It doesn't talk about being proud. Are you understanding me? Pride and boldness are two different things. Am I communicating? When we're ministering and addressing things, we're exercising boldness. Boldness to speak for God. Boldness to say what God said to say. But we are humble in our hearts that God is using us. Amen. Are you listening to me? Understand the difference. Understand the difference. There are some people, it's not boldness, it's pride.
If somebody cannot dance in church and clap his hand in church, whoo, glory to God. You know, they say, everybody just dance to the Lord. Then he's taking one step. Are you a robot? You can't dance. You can't move your body. Then why did you even come to church? Amen. Why did you come to church? Hallelujah. If I, for example, I'm, I'm a pastor. If I go to, you know, if you go to a place, let me just help you. With, let me help your destiny. Amen. I want to help your destiny. I want to help your destiny. The person watching. If you go to a place, and you see that they honor someone in that place. Don't in any way try to dishonor the person. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You know, there's some people that go to a place and they purposely want to dishonor the person that everybody's honoring. I've seen ladies or some young ladies that go to an office. Alright? Some of them are even looking for employment. Then everybody in that place is greeting a particular man. Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. Then they are looking at him. I don't know him. If you greet him, will he change your name for Inkechi? I don't know. Will he change your name? I don't understand. If you just say, good afternoon, will he change your name? It's not going to change anything. Okay, everybody's greeting the person. Oh, good afternoon. Praise God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Do you know that even in our relationship with God, the Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and He shall exalt you. That means that there is something about humility in working with God. Have you not read the scripture that He resists the proud and gives grace to the humble? There's something worse than satanic attack. It's called God's resistance. You didn't hear me well. I said there's something worse than satanic attack. It's called what? God's resistance. God's resistance is superior to satanic attack. If God resists you, who will you call? To? Who will you go and talk to? No, I'm asking you. If God draws a line in the sand and says you won't pass here, who will you go and pray to? Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. When you look at the natural things that even happen in the world, it should make you understand how the things of God work. You see, um, we've been in places where we've met very important people. And I found out that the reason why those people are still important is because they value people. Am I communicating? When you see someone that doesn't value people, you know he has not really been anywhere. You know they've not really been anywhere. If someone has been anywhere, they value people. They don't treat people anyhow. Glory to God. They don't treat people anyhow. You meet some people that are even in political office. You meet them. They will even greet you first. Praise God. They greet you first. There are some spaces they enter. They know that anybody that is here should be important. So they greet everybody. 
How you know the person that is nobody is that he's not greeting anybody. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Today, receive meekness of spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. You will do better in this life learning meekness. Are you listening to me? You do better. Now, I'm not talking about being a footmark, everybody walk over. That's not what I'm talking about. Don't misunderstand me. <laughs> when I teach, I say, there's a difference between humility and humility. I'm not teaching you humility. Are you understanding me? There, and there's nothing like that in English. I'm not teaching you humility. I'm teaching you humility. I don't believe in who am I. I'm just but a worm. <laughs> That's not what I'm teaching you. No, no, no. Jesus didn't teach us that. Glory to God. Alright? You must have Christ esteem. Everybody say Christ esteem. See yourself the way Christ sees you. But now, humility means you also see others the way God sees them. Hallelujah. So, be trainable. <laughs> if there's anything I'm trying to arrive at, because we're trying to talk about authority. But if, you, if God cannot train you, you can't walk in authority. You can't walk in authority. Listen, the scripture, one of the scriptures I want to share with you was Matthew 8. Amen. In Matthew 8, we have the story of the century. Put up verse 7 and 8. I'll, I'll read it. Where are you going to? You are locked down already. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 8, verse 7. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Where are you going to? You are locked down. Be locked down with me. Amen. Jesus made the century and said, I will come. His servant was ill. He said, I will come and heal him. Verse 8. Then the man said something. He said, the century answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Go further. Verse 9. And then he said, For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, go, and he goeth. And to another, come, and he cometh. And to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. Keep going, just read verse 10. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed him, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in it. That means the man understood authority. He said, I myself am a man under authority. Glory to God. What he was trying to say is that, I understand how this authority works. For me to exercise authority, I first have to know that me, myself, I am a man under authority. I am speaking here under authority. But I also have been given authority. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah. You cannot fully exercise authority when you don't understand and submit to the authority that gave you authority. Did you hear me? Every authority has a source. Are you together? Every authority has a source. That's where it's coming from. If I didn't teach today, let me just introduce the scripture. Luke 20. Let's look at verse 1 to 3. In Luke 20... Actually, I should read from verse 1 to 8. But let's just follow the story. Luke 20 from verse 1. 
It said there, and it came to pass that as one of the, as on one of those days, as he taught the people in the temple and preached the gospel, chief priests and the scribes came unto him with the elders. Verse 2. And spake unto him, saying, Tell us, by what authority doest thou these things? Or who is he that gave thee this authority? That means that they saw that Jesus was exercising some authority. Say, who gave you this authority? By what authority? By what authority? Verse 3. And he answered and said unto them, I will also ask you one thing. Answer me. <laughs> Keep going. We'll read to verse 8. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or of men? In essence, Jesus is saying that every authority has to come from either above or from here. Am I communicating? It's either from above or from here. So there is earthly authority and there's what? Heavenly authority. That's what I want to establish here. And the reason with themselves saying, if we shall say from heaven, he will say, why then believed ye him not? Verse 6. But, and, but, and if we say of men, all the people will stone us, for they be persuaded that John was a prophet. Now, go back to verse 6. It means that if a man is called of God, his authority is from heaven. Am I communicating? Did you get that? The authority of the church is from heaven. Your authority is from heaven. Amen. Earthly authority has limits. But some people honor earthly authority than they honor heavenly authority. Praise God. Do you know that um, people like Justin Bieber mention some of the um, secular artists, um, um, uh, Beyonce, um, what's the other lady's name? Yes, the slim one. Um, Rihanna, yes. Do you know that all those people, they have more followership on social media? Do you know that? So, if you go, if you abuse, do you know that if you, if you abuse a pastor on social media, maybe some of his members will come up and say, God will punish you. <laughs> Are you understanding me? But if you abuse Beyonce on social media, you will not rest. You might have to go out of Facebook. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Are you listening to me? Alright? Do you know that? If you say something against her, You'll be amazed. They will just, it's like you, they schedule you for attack. They want, the first round will come that day. Then subsequently others will wake up in the morning and resume. Are you understanding me? Am I communicating? Now, that is just influence. It's an earthly influence. Which Satan, listen, Satan rides on that influence. Am I communicating? I'm limited by time, so I can't talk much about that. Now, but, do you know that people, some Christians, even respect earthly authority more than they respect heavenly authority? Am I communicating? But I want you to be wise. Heavenly authority is superior to earthly authority. 
the Bible tells us that we should honor men that have been given political authority. That means if the governor of your state announces something, you should obey it. He says so. But never forget that even that political authority, someone with heavenly authority can change something. Amen. Can alter something. The Bible, or rather, history has it that John Knox of Scotland, that the queen feared his prayer more than the armies of other nations. Amen. She said she feared the prayers of John Knox. Because when he prays, he's wielding heavenly authority. Am I communicating? His heavenly authority is wielding. And the thing about heavenly authority is that sometimes it doesn't happen suddenly. Amen. Am I communicating? It doesn't happen suddenly. One example. In Acts 12, we were told that Herod was king. And he was speaking. And they will be hailing him. The voice of a God is not the voice of a man. You hear that man talking? Now God they talk so. <laughs> he had, and maybe he, he was a great orator. Are you understanding me? Have, how many of you have watched? You could Google it or go on YouTube and just watch Hitler's speeches. I've watched them, several of them. I had to learn how he was talking. Hitler. I'm not hearing what he's saying, no, but I can receive it. He will talk like this. You will see where he, he is a man of conviction. Listen, Satan had a man in Hitler. Are you understanding me? Is it time that Satan say, Man, this is a guy? He had a man in Hitler. So Herod was speaking. And the people, when he finished talking, the people said, this is sure. It's just like they go for a political meeting and come back. Say, God has spoken. <laughs> he will say, I'm going to do Tottenham. <laughs> say, God has spoken. <laughs> God has spoken. You know how Barack Obama speaks? Yeah? You know how he speaks? Or oh, have a dream. <laughs> you know? He will just be talking. You, as you are listening, you are already motivated. He's not, as he's talking now, he's not content. He says, well, the administration we have. Uh, he's talking about America now. Maybe he doesn't believe in the whatever. You say, I vote for you. He say, no, I didn't contest. <laughs> you already said, I vote for you. <laughs> you know, that's how some brothers do. They might just be telling you something. Um, they just tell his sister something. Say, okay, so they say, I do. You know, I didn't ask you out. Say, I do. The guy has word. Yes, I do. <laughs> But he took James, the apostle, and killed him. He went further and took Peter. He said, wow, he was a man of the people. Some of you don't know that politicians like when they are healed. Are you understanding me? Yes. Didn't you see how the governor said we should do Easter Sunday? 
Christians were very happy everywhere. Oh, God bless you. You understand that? that? He likes it. He went and touched Peter. The church said, no, no, we don't agree. They decided to weld heavenly authority in prayer. Let me show you what happened to the king, Herod. Because there are some Herods that it will happen to again. Before the pandemic is over. Acts chapter 12. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hand to vex setting of the church. Hebrews chapter 12. Is any Herod staff at the back? Put up the scripture now. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. Sorry. I just say Hebrews. I say Herod. Acts. I told say Herod chapter 12. Is Herod chapter 12 now? It's Acts. Acts chapter 12 verse 1. Herod. Herod. Even the name Herod. <laughs> Glory to God. I had a, a relative one time when we were younger. We watched Jesus of Nazareth together. I'm guessing we were about 11. I don't think I'd... Maybe I just got into secondary school. I think I was about 11. or there about 11 or 12. So we watched... Um, what do you call it? Um, Jesus of Nazareth together. After watching it, he was just laughing. I don't know where he is now, sir, but he was just laughing. So, like, why, why, I was wondering why he was laughing. You know, when you watch Jesus of Nazareth, you will now come, you just like concerned about Jesus. He just said, from today, his name is Herod. <laughs> I couldn't understand. He said, the person he wants to be like is not Jesus. He's like Herod. He wants to be a Herod. (laughs) I knew that guy had been possessed. (laughs) Yes, He was possessed. He said, said, from today, his name is Herod. He he was just fascinated by Herod. (laughs) Anything Herod, he was just like, when they show Herod, he would just be happy. He just wanted, you know those days was VHS, you know, you can rewind the video back, you know, and all that. He just liked Herod. All right. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hand to vex setting of the church. That means he, what he did, vexed the, you know what it means to vex the church? Do you know what is happening now? He's vexing the church. Do you know he's vexing the church? People are not happy. Amen. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. You know those James and John brothers? Jesus loved them so much. Amen. He killed James. And because he saw it pleased the Jews... He proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unliving bread. Anybody that have their name Peter, don't try them. Don't try them. And when he had, and when he had, when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him. Intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people, he was using him to shine. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Amen. Now I just want to show you what happened. Verse 6 and 7. 
I'll read verse 6 and 7. Sorry. Let me just skip all of that for sake of time. Let's look at verse. You know, they had prayed, so let's look at verse 22. Verse 22, sorry. From 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21. And upon a set day, Herod arrayed the royal apprest, sat upon his throne, and made an oration unto them. My administration will take you to the moon. In this pandemic, I will feed your children. You know, they are sharing money in other countries. I don't know what's happening in Nigeria. Has there any, have people received any government grants? You know, someone was asking. You know, let me just say this for those of you listening. Um, because sometimes people could be critical. And as a church, there are certain things that we don't talk about publicly. You know. And, but in church, we have made provision for people that have had issues. Amen. And um, we have been giving out welfare to people that need them. Amen. Okay. There are some people in, that are in church. That's supposed to even be in this church. But they are not with us. Amen. So we are giving people things. On Easter Sunday, we gave a lot of people things. All right. And um, we've been giving. Even up till this week, we've been giving people. If they call, come to church, we give them things. And we've been doing that. Amen. So, we do. Rather than talk, please give your own. Amen. Verse 22. And the people gave a shout saying, It is the voice of a God and not of a man. And immediately, what happened? The angel of the Lord smote him. Because he gave not God the glory. And he was what? Eating of worms and gave up the ghost. Put it for me in NLT. Let's read together. I want to go. Instantly, an angel of the Lord struck Herod with a sickness. Because he accepted the people's worship instead of giving the glory to God. So he was consumed with worms and died. He decayed. His type will say, he doesn't even know what, what kind of sickness is this. And it was a judgment from God. Amen. Someone asked, does God judge the New Testament? Yeah, is this one is new? Is it what? It's New Testament now. God still does those kind of things in 2020 April. Amen. Yeah. Still does it. He went to stretch his hand to vex the church. God will fight for his church. That's why we tell you, don't speak against the church. Even if you are part of the church, don't speak against the church. Glory to God. Pray for the church. Bless the church. Hallelujah. Rise to your feet and pray that you will be trainable by the spirits. And pray that you will be meek to learn the ways of the Spirit of God. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray. Pray for yourself. 
Rabakatia talida handalabuz barigodosko predie ketesele. Malakatia telebom barigodosko predusko predie ketesele. La pataya katusolo bobregedos bregedie telegadiete. La paton de bredoske pretosolo bobregedie telegadie telegadiete. Ramando kopaya katusolo bobregedos bregedie telegadie telegadieske. Rabakatusolo bobregedie teleboso. In the name of Jesus. I watched a video one time. You know, have you seen there's a difference between bravery and foolishness. You see a man that is a soldier, he's an army officer. And then some trigger happy policeman stops the soldier and another boy and says stop there in short both of you um, kneel down or something and the soldier the one that is a soldier is pleading with the guy please sir please sir we will kneel down the one that is not a soldier he say <laughs> you cannot shoot <laughs> why is the soldier calm he knows what someone with a gun can do are you understanding me but the one that doesn't have sense thinks that he's stubborn and he wants to attack the person with a gun and then they shoot him am i communicating as pastors there are some things we cannot say about the church and someone say i will say it <laughs> what is there we that know better, we cannot say it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> With that sentence, we can't even say about other ministers. Someone say, what is there? I will say it. What do you say? You see the illustration I gave? That's the illustration. Because we know better. Glory to God. We know better. I want you to pray for yourself. That in this season, let the Lord teach you how to be meek concerning His training and His He's, he's leading in your life. Open your mouth and just pray that prayer. And that's where we're ending. So just pray that the Lord will teach you to be meek. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Thank you,